Welcome to the Naturally Curious Podcast with Tawny Stowe, where you will be invited to expand your mind to be curious about all things mind, body, and soul. Your host, Tawny, is a born adventurer, a woman of Métis heritage, and trained as a medical intuitive, Reiki master, and yoga instructor. And now, your host, Tawny. Hello, Bright Lights. I wanted to take a minute to share some more thoughts and reflections today. Uh, It's raining here today, and when I wake up on rainy days, oh, I just have to say, so many different um, emotions come to the surface for me. Rainy days, they inspire me. They encourage me to slow down and to sit and look at the way the raindrops hit the windows or the sound of the wind hitting any surface around me. And there's an electricity that I feel when it rains. And it's um, this interesting feeling of slowing down to be recharged. Like I get plugged in. And as I'm plugged in, all these feelings start to flow. And I feel so creative. And inside of me, things start to stir. My second chakra wakes up and it's alive. And the waters of, of my womb flow. And I feel so empowered and creative. And a little bit slow. I don't really move very far. My physical body is going nowhere, but my internal emotional um, feelings begin to to just gain this incredible momentum as they're charged in. And so I woke up this morning with the feeling of the rain, and I sat with it all for a minute. I'd had some powerful dreams last night, kind of come through a very broken sleep where I woke up to a couple of different visions of a few different things. My dream world. Uh, does some interesting things sometimes where I, I can't tell the difference between the, the real reality and um, my dream state. And I almost feel as if I'm walking in another version of the earth. And so last night, twice at two different moments, I felt like I walked in two different timelines, two different parts of the earth, but they were parts I know very well and they're part of my real life. And so they were almost, you know, one in the same. So it was an interesting night of dreams and, um, they weren't anything, you know, specifically profound. They were just uh, almost living an aspect of my life in a different time. So I woke up knowing that I'd had a couple of these dreams, but I still felt rested when I opened my eyes this morning. And as that second chakra came to life with all of the rain, I then began to notice uh, streaming is the best way I can explain it. It was as if a whole bunch of light was coming through and all of a sudden I could feel a rush of energy going up and down my spinal column and then eventually just coursing all over me and through me. It felt like someone shaking up a snow globe and all of a sudden all of those inside pieces moving around fluidly and there was just this rush of information coming through, rush of energy and I was suddenly seeing visions of um, where to be putting my time, where to be putting my energy and I had this vision that in instead of uh, growing food, I meant to be growing people. And I sat with this flowing and let that thought lead me to the next thought, which was that all of the work I've been doing, understanding permaculture, understanding gardens, understanding systems, understanding holistic practices was taking me that step further to now understanding holistic communities. And as I sat in this holistic community piece, I started to realize Ah, this other vision I'd had a while ago is becoming very poignant right today. A while back, I'd had, um, I think it was around September, I went through a really dark period of uh, about four weeks of of intense grieving, intense crying, um, and um, 
it was both my own and the collectives and I was really weeping for humanity. And I had this, this only tiny glimmer of hope and it didn't feel like a glimmer of hope pop in and say, it's okay. You haven't met your people yet because people haven't found themselves yet. Many people are in an ideology of who they want to be. They have thoughts in their mind of what they think they believe in, of what they think that they are, and they aren't quite yet in alignment with their truth, meaning they're thinking them, but they don't have the feeling of them. They aren't embodying them. So what does this mean? This vision means that when we think we don't like government systems or we don't like the world is going, but we take action to stay a part of those systems, we aren't completely in alignment. Now, as shift systems are changing and shifting, we can't just leap in. We have to walk in two worlds. But the question becomes, what action are we taking each day to shift more into the world of the way of being we want to be? And so as all this illumination is coming in, I realized this is the test. So in that, originally, in that original vision, the words were, the ideologies will come crashing down as people become face-to-face -face exploring where their mental metal is. And I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what that meant, their mental metal. I mean, I get what that means. Our strength, our, you know, we're being tested. Um, will we snap? Will we bend? Will we move? What are, you know, what are we being asked to do? And I understood that, but I didn't know where that was supposed to take us. And I just held it. So I've been holding that particular vision since September because there wasn't a lot to put with it. And I've been sharing in my close circles, don't worry, we're going to understand in the spring. In the spring, we're going to understand who our people are, where to go next, what steps to take. But all of a sudden, all of the timelines feel accelerated yet again. And so here I am sitting here today going, oh, wait, this is coming to life now. Our mental metal is being tested because we need to know who we are. We're under a massive eclipse energy, mega illumination coming through. The cosmos is lining up so perfectly to deliver us information, to uh, open our eyes to possibilities, to question our own inner being, but with additional light. And so as it's streaming in, we're opening our eyes and we're looking around and we have to see. Now we don't have to see. The truth is we can always choose to see. But once you start a, a big ball rolling down a hill, it gains momentum. And as it gains momentum, it gets harder and harder to stop. So many people with their ideologies, with their ideals, with their thoughts, they started to take action to ask questions, to open their minds, to shift their lifestyles, to make big changes in their friends, their community, the way they govern their body, how they walk through the earth, what stores they shop in. They started taking action for their thoughts that something didn't resonate for them. So the momentum has started and now the illumination is streaming in because we began this process of growth it's time for the next stage. It's time for the next layer of growth. As we approach winter solstice, this time of absolute deep power, uh, this is a powerful winter solstice is so powerful. It's we've hit that shortest part of the year. We've lost all the light and, and darkness is just the absence of light. And although we've lost it, it's never really been gone. It's always just been there and it's coming back and we're getting 
back closer to a point of our most potent more moment of of truth, our most potent moment of what are we going to co-create? And this particular winter solstice, we have an opportunity to plant seeds in a different way. You see, in 2020, when we were being slammed with all of this global pandemic and new things coming in, we planted seeds in a hurry. We were scattered. We were frightened. We were unsure. And we threw things. And that's not all bad. It's called survival. And that's okay. And it made us go one foot in front of the other. And then we had to reap the seeds that we planted. And now fast forward, here we are in 21, 2021, where we've spent almost two years um, exploring the seeds that we've planted and then getting a little bit more clarity and, and getting a little bit more specific in what we want to tend and what we want to nurture and now welcome 2022, okay? Welcome the year 222. Notice that 2022, three twos. Twos are so powerful in creation. And so here we are entering our winter solstice, this time to plant seeds. And what we're being asked is what mental metal do we want to use to plant those seeds? Who are we? What world do we want to create? And then even bigger, can we surrender our trust to those seeds. If it's what we truly desire, can we trust ourselves? Can we trust our desire? Can we trust our heart that what we feel is the right way? And this is creating a lot of anxiety. This is creating a lot of anxiousness for a lot of people in this, as the consciousness is streaming in, because our anxiety wants us to stay in our survival mind of control. We want to feel in control. We want to, even if control means throwing things all over the place and just watching it grow, that feels like we're doing something. And so we feel in control. Can we shift into being? Can we just be here? Can we be with our hearts knowing? Can we get underneath our mind and hear ourselves? Can we listen to the whispers of our soul? Can we ask and trust the divine information, our birthright, to flow through our higher knowing and restore our truth? And then can we act on that? Can we take action from that place? Can we return to our divine birthright of being spiritual beings here on earth? Can we trust that what comes in doesn't line up with our old world? And can we be okay with that? That's what all of this consciousness streaming is illuminating. And for many, that is unnerving because in the beginning, we thought we were just taking little steps to say, I don't believe in this, or I believe in this, or I don't want to do this, and I do want to participate in this. And now we're recognizing that those seeds, those choices are opening up a whole new path. And if we want to stay committed to that path, it requires us to go all in. And how do we go all in when we have no idea what that means and what that looks like? And that's trust. And that's where the anxiety is coming in because the trust that we need has to come from our heart and our soul and our higher selves. And it can't come just from our minds. And our mind is reeling. Our conditioning, our programming has rewarded us for being in the mind because we are so easily manipulated in that state. And if we leave that state, if we leave this place of allowing ourselves to be manipulated, it means we have to trust ourselves. And that's scary because we've been taught the opposite. We have been conditioned to not trust ourselves. We have been conditioned to believe everything has to come from outside of us, to trust science, to trust religion, to go beyond who we are for information because that's truth. And we have been taught 
to ignore our own truth at expense of outside information coming in. When I talk about information coming from your divine self, that's not religion. That's not dogma. That's not science. That is you because you are one with creation. So although it's coming from a higher place and it's streaming in and the consciousness is illuminating things, it is you. It is you doing that because you are a part of the consciousness. You are a part of creation. You are, in fact, a part of the creator and the creator is in you. And the creator had big plans for humans. When the creator believed in humanity, when the creator created humans, he put a part of himself inside of each and every one of us, meaning you are a part of him too. So you have access to all of the wisdom you need, but it's about letting go of the lie that none of it is already within you. And then it's about testing your mental metal to take the reins and choose which path you go down, the path of self-believing or the path of pulling in external information. And as you go down those paths, part of the challenge lies in realizing that whichever path you choose has consequences. In other words, as you take responsibility for you and responsibility for your choices by taking a response by responding, you will have consequences. And again, that's bringing in the anxiety because this illumination is lighting up what that actually looks like. So let's use a real life example. So as I choose to live a life where I can't go to restaurants, where I can't go to museums, where I can't go to libraries, I start to lose access to outside information and outside sources. And that can be a little bit unnerving. So then I have to go, how am I going to sit with the truth of my, my actions, of my choices? How am I going to sit with those consequences and be okay with them? Am I going to be anxious that I'm never going to know enough, that I'm never going to have the material to teach my son? Am I going to slide into the fear of I am you know, never being able to see a dinosaur bone again? Or am I going to trust that there was a time in ancient civilizations where we traveled all over the world, different timelines without ever leaving our bodies? Am I going to trust that something bigger will drop in? Am I going to trust that I will find ways to explore through some of the resources I already have, maybe by going digging? Um, am I going to just trust that some other form of experience will fill that place? And for me, the answer is yes, because energy can neither be created nor destroyed. So as things that I'm used to disappear something else will take its place. And I don't need to know what that looks like because I'm not in control because control is a complete illusion. So no, I can't control whether I'll ever get to go to a museum. I can't control whether my son will grow up knowing museums. I can't control what he'll grow up looking at, period. But I never really could. It was an illusion that I could by believing if I put him through the regular systems, he'd grow up like all the regular kids and he'd have all the regular things and he'd live a regular life. That's all an illusion. None of that was ever in my control either. Someone could have taken it away at any given time and moment. I just was under the you know, false belief that it would always be there. So do you see how my choice to uh, stand in my beliefs and in my values is putting other consequences in front of me? And then I have to choose again, am I okay with that? So I want to go even bigger now. Well, I'm choosing to live this life, which is meaning there are less and less communities that I'm going to be able to be a part of because they don't share my values. So do I want to live as a hermit? Do I want to, um, you know, try and 
keep going the way I am right now, which is I've flushed out people who share some of my values and I travel great distances to see them? Or do I want to say, there's a better way. There's a different way. There's another way. Show me universe. Show me another way. And do I want to hold that belief when the universe says live all together, defy what you've been told about fearing people? We've been taught to fear one another so that we live side by side and we're afraid to look at each other, even speak to each other because that other human is so dangerous. Defy that. What if my values tell me that people are beautiful? What if my soul says people are magical and full of incredible wisdom and I want to live alongside people who have my values that people are beautiful? So then I start creating that existence. Can I control it? No. Can I control all of the people that get there? Absolutely not. Can I control how the situation will go? No. Can I keep asking my higher self to show me the next step to make it the most beautiful, soulfully potent process possible? Absolutely I can. And am I anxious about it? No. Is it uncomfortable? Yes. Separate anxiety from discomfort. Growth is uncomfortable. It's challenging to do something I've never done before. I have never created a community before. It is challenging for me to homeschool. I have never homeschooled before. It is challenging for me to find and flush out people who share my values. I have never shared my values openly with people. I have never been in relationships where I have exposed myself, my true self. I have never put myself in relationships where I'm okay to experience conflict. I'm okay to experience conflict because they are safe relationships where people are important and they matter and there is a commitment to work through conflict. So all of these things are happening as the consciousness streams through me. It shows me another way to go forward, another way to rise, another way to step up, another way to grow, and another way to honor my soul's true knowing that I don't want to be a part of the current world narrative, that I don't want to continue in the current world systems. I understand that I have to be a part of them and transition into a new way of being. I also understand that I need to build upon existing systems to create new ones. But I want to challenge myself to keep asking what part of the system doesn't work as the system continuously evolves and shift and grow. I want to let go of this idea that I'm stagnant, that I, I grow up, I become educated, I'm, I'm done learning, I don't grow or shift or change anymore. Once my home, my house, my kids are in place, that's it, the growth is done. That is a fallacy to my soul. What I want is to just continuously create, continuously expand, continuously grow. Is it exhausting? Absolutely. I keep telling myself that I'm done with all of that, that the learning can change. But what I'm recognizing is no, the hard learning of resistance is changing. The hard learning of experiencing the systems that don't work for me is changing. I don't need to uh, be in them on the front lines anymore experiencing all of their brokenness because I get it now my role is to experience those systems and look at how I can expand upon them and grow within them and recreate them and then keep existing and evolving and recreating and my mission my sole purpose is to inspire others to do the same where they live to inspire them to see their soul to hear their soul to get closer to their truth so that they can pull in divine wisdom and keep finding their mental metal 
But what I want you to understand in this message is that it all comes down to your choice and you've been making choices. And now it's about accepting that you've made those choices as this beautiful gift of illumination is streaming in and know that as you continue to make choices, yes, more of what you once knew is no longer going to exist. Your mental metal must rise in trust of self. Your mental metal must rise in trust of true knowing. Your mental metal must rise in trusting your ability to surround yourself with the support you need to continue to thrive. And that is what we are all experiencing right now. And it is absolutely profoundly beautiful uncomfortable, sure, but full of immense beauty if we shift the way we look at it. So I hope that if you listen to this, there's something, one thing, just one thing that you can take that makes you feel a slightly more optimistic, maybe empowered possibility for how you can navigate the energy right now beyond the narrative of anxiety. Keep choosing to take responsibility for self. Anxiety slides us into the victim where we believe everything is happening to us. Everything is being taken from us. Everything is too hard. I won't be able to go forward. I won't know how to continue. If there's a blackout, if there's a power out, I won't understand. I'll be disconnected. Breathe. Take a breath. That is a narrative and you get to choose whether you want to sit in that or whether you want to say, okay, if there's a blackout, I'm going to get to understand my true self. If there's a blackout, I'm going to start having time to look at books I have and see if there's some wisdom in there that I can find quicker than I ever used to with my fingers on Google. Okay, if I am disconnected from the world for a little bit, I'm going to test my ability to get creative in the kitchen with what I have. Okay, my stove doesn't work. I'm going to get creative and see, can I make something with candles? If that's all I have for heat, can I warm some kind of food up with that? There's always a solution. There's always, always some lens that you can look at life through that allows you to be empowered in how you turn up to it. But you have to choose that. You have to choose to be the adventurer, the co-creator, to be the spiritual guru, to rise within the, the light of who you are up to the top and pull down your own wisdom. You get to make those choices and I'm here to cheer you on. So as this cosmic creativity flows through me i'm gonna be putting myself into books i'm going to be revisiting the four agreements in the alchemist i'm looking at returning to ceremony with spirituality in metis communities the empowerment manual with starhawk and a little bit of anti-fragile work as well so you'll know where i'll be deep in books exploring the well-being economies and Living out the paradigms of the seven highly effective peoples, thinking about the end in sight. How do I want to go out of this life? How do I want to, you know, be at the end when I get there? And what does it take for me to get there? And if you're overwhelmed, you're not dreaming big enough. That's what Joel Salton, my farming hero, says. So dream bigger. Make that vision bigger of what the world can look at. Get out of the confines of what you've yes, been told. To Stay inspired. You've got this somewhere inside of you because you wouldn't be listening to me otherwise. My voice is only inspiring if you choose it to be. My words only land if you're seeking, if you're interested, if you need a reminder. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. 
I am just bringing it to the surface for you to dive deeper within. If these kinds of things light you up, let's talk because they sure light me up. Whatever you do, stay curious. So when I say stay curious, it's an invitation and it's an invitation to myself more than anything. It means when I finish a thought, I want to stay curious. Is there more? Is there something else that has to drop in? Is it bigger than this? Is this just the beginning? Is this the end of one thought and the beginning of another? In essence, I'm never done exploring. And so when I say stay curious, I mean it for myself. And of course, it's an invitation for you to join me. And so as I finished that initial thought, I realized as I was driving that there was more to drop in, more to this feeling that's coming in today. And it's really to do with how to shift out of those narratives, how to shift out of those narratives of victimhood, of uh, fear, of going without. And it's so in alignment with my uh, conversation that I'm holding for my group. My group coaching call is about security versus sovereignty. And I started thinking about it. And security works within existing power. Sovereignty demands system changes. And that's what it comes down to. Right now, we are focused on security. We are focused on having enough. We are focused on just clinging to materials that make us feel secure. And that is all part of the illusion because security lives within our own sovereignty. Security lives in our true belonging to self. Security lives in our sovereignty in the sense that when we are ruling ourselves as just rulers, when we rise into the archetype of, of the sovereign, where we are a just king, a just queen of our own kingdom, that's our own bodies, our own body and soul and mind connection. And I purposely put the mind last there. It's when we take care of ourselves first so that we can turn up whole for others. That is being a just sovereign ruler of ourselves. And when we trust our ability to rule, we trust ourselves. We trust our belonging to the earth, our skills, our resiliency, and that is sovereignty. And it goes beyond security because it is a complete change in the way we do things. It's a belonging to self. It is letting go of the illusion that the castle walls will ever protect us. It's letting go of this idea that the more swords, the more guns, the more materials we have, the more food we have in storage, the safer we are. That is a false sense of security. And that is where the anxiousness creeps in. The sovereignty is knowing that I know the earth. I'm connected to the earth. I am one of the earth and I will therefore rebuild. I will reacquire. I will always have what I need if I'm in tune with myself. If I am caring for me, if I am turning up for me, if I am constantly committed to the growth of the system that is me, and then I take my system and I willingly accept that it's part of bigger systems. 
and I let that divine cosmic system in and that information flow through me and I trust myself to connect to the systems of the natural world, this place called earth that I walk on, and I bring that all into me, then I am an empowered being. There is no room for anxiousness. There is no room for victim mentality. And here's the interesting piece. Well, why would I want to do all of this? Where is all of this coming from? How do I want to, you know, keep making the choices that I started in the very beginning when I started those seeds of, oh, this world isn't working for me. When I started those seeds of this community isn't working for me. When I started these seeds of this system doesn't work for me and I choose differently. What was my why? Well, I'm not really sure I knew back then other than a feeling. I had a feeling it wasn't right for me. And as I keep leaning into that feeling, more consequences are of course coming for my choices. So what's my why? My why is my son. My why is my grandchildren. My why is my ancestors. Every time I take a step to heal me and to break free from false security, I turn up in sovereignty. And when I do that, I heal my ancestors and they smile. Oh, do they smile because I can connect with them because I'm rising above the density of my human form. We have been lied to. We have had things stripped from us. These are all facts. It has happened. We have been you know, brainwashed, conditioned, manipulated, coerced. You can throw a whole bunch of negative words into why or how we got to the state that we're in, but it's all a lie. And so I'm undoing the lie. And every time I take a step towards undoing that lie, I become just that little bit lighter. Every time I let go of a material possession, every time I let go of a belief in a system, every time I'm willing to know and trust that I can figure something out for myself with my own true knowing, I become lighter. I'm ascending. This is the ascension process to me that all of the psychics and the seers speak of. This is the age of Aquarius to me where we're rising into our true self because we're rising above the lies. We're choosing different. And with each choice, with each dense layer that we shed in this time of death, before we hit the rebirthing periods of planting seeds in the darkness of the spring Ostara, you know, total fertility season, before we go around the wheel of the year into those places, we have to let go. And that's where we're at right now. The illumination is streaming in to help us decipher and discern what to let go of. And the beauty, and this is the beauty, the more we let go of, the lighter we're becoming. And the lighter we become, the more divine information is flowing through. And so the anxiety almost doesn't have room to build because as we give something up and something is destroyed, then something, of course, is created and takes its place. And this is the big shift for me in my practice as well. You know, before it was, well, let's remove things. Let's use Reiki. Let's clear energy. Well, that's all wonderful, but we have to replace it with something because nature doesn't like space. Nature loves chaos, but we get to be responsible for the chaos, for the growth, for what we put in the place of what we remove. And so as I now work towards removing parts of me, belief systems, attachments to things that I'm recognizing are not a universal truth to me that don't resonate with my soul, then I'm able to go forward and the universe drops in what is in alignment. 
and it shows me the next step and it shows me the next step because there's never room for space. There's always chaos and I get to play consistently in the growth of that chaos. I get to choose how I meet the universe with what turns up for me and I don't know the answers. I make missteps, mistakes. I go backwards. I resist. I am still human. I'm in human form, but the commitment to stay curious, the commitment to stay courageous, the commitment to stay whole, the commitment to connection to both myself, the earth and the cosmos and community, those fundamental values that make up who I am have me turn up every single day. And in turning up, something always transpires. Some days it's profound, like today where so much is flowing through and other days it's just living in what is. The universe and the cosmos are lining up right now with this illumination to see where we can shift, to see what needs to be let go of. And I had this second piece drop in where I realized I'm watching it take effect in my child already. And it is so it is so profound. It's t- it brings tears to my eyes. It's it's delicious. It's this knowingness that I am creating a lightness for him. Why? Because I've removed him from the school system. Why? Because he's barely been exposed to the medical system. Why? Because we aren't a part of the legal system. Why? Because I've made choices to keep us sovereign, ruling ourselves, listening to our bodies. And I can intensify this process as I watch him build a rocket ship to go to a place he's never been and tell me all about it. I recognize I've made that possible by giving him the space to be light, to be unattached, to trust himself and to explore. And this is what we used to do before we were lied to. This is how we transcended, astral traveled, went and explored ancient civilizations, different technologies. This is how we brought in information. We went to the spirit world. We talked to the prophets. We connected to the great spirit and we brought information that we needed here when we needed it and it was a beautiful existence but we did it by having a very big sense of sovereignty we didn't take all of our resources into building security we weren't trying to protect ourselves from nature we were trying to live with nature we weren't trying to um, hoard food we knew that we could only store food for certain amounts of times and we stored well we learned techniques to understand that some years certain things are in more abundance and other years they're not we learned how to work together as a community to bring out the best in each other we played We played and in that play we had expansiveness because we weren't in a lie of needing to do more, to work more, to have more. And this is the big shift. And so as we are sitting in these moments of, well, my kids won't get to experience the things that I did, like proms, like driving lessons, like museums, like um, art galleries, like even going to the doctor's office and dental care. Some of those things are scary, absolutely, because I don't know yet what that's going to look like or how it's going to shift, but I don't need to because I can trust that I will find a way that nature will provide that by belonging to myself, I will always pull in the answers I need to go to the next level. 
And as I trust myself and I model that for my child, I then create space for him to do it better than me. And he already is. I watch him building that rocket ship and I see he's already better than me, which means my grandchildren, they're never gonna know this density. They're never gonna know this dense lie. It doesn't going, it's not going to exist by the time they are here. Because I've done my work showing the transition. I have a hard role or not, that's a judgment. It might not be hard, it's different and it can be uncomfortable, but my role is to walk the two worlds. I came here with the soul contract to ease from one world into the next, knowing that my son is already going to be in much more of that next and by the time he has kids, that old world is gone. And that is so profoundly beautiful to me in this moment because he, is showing me that he can already benefit from the work I'm doing. He is showing me that he can already access dimensions that have taken me a lifetime to understand even exist. He is already showing me the potential if I keep setting him up for success, if I keep choosing to walk away from my perceived security, if I keep willingly asking myself how can I do better? How can I take more action towards this vision of what I know can be different, even if I don't know what different means? He's showing me he's already living it. And there is nothing more motivating for me than that. So if you're struggling, it's okay. <laughs> it's okay to struggle. It's okay to be uncomfortable. But when we look at the discomfort as uh, happening to us, we slide into that victim mentality. When we slide into, I need to feel secure and I need that security to come from outside sources, we slide into the room for the victim narrative. When we choose to be a sovereign ruler and know that it's up to us to rise as ruler and find the answers and trust ourselves to do so, there is no room. There is no room for victimhood. There's no room for disempowerment. There is only room for excitement and growth and expansion. And yes, it can be uncomfortable. It's a beautiful time to be alive. All of this information streaming through us right now, taking us to places we've never been before. The children are showing us we're onto something. We just have to listen. If we keep holding our vision, we can keep growing. If the vision feels overwhelming and you don't have the energy or the passion, you aren't dreaming big enough. If you're struggling to dream big enough, find big dreamers and tag along and get excited and get inspired and contribute. Don't just tag along thinking you can ride the coattails because the dream won't make sense to you. You have to be willing to keep finding the sovereign within you in order for the dream to keep making sense. And that gives me again more hope that that's how we get through this that that's how we find our people, that that's how we test our mettle. It's okay to need support. We aren't meant to do it alone. It's okay to falter in our dreams and it's okay to falter in our vision, but we have to keep choosing to be our own ruler and turn up. And the reward is already showing itself around us as we step into another opportunity right now in the collective, in our cultural programming to shed more of our false beliefs, walk away from more of the lies and know that we have the power and our kids have the power to take us further and to go further than our current eyes are willing to see. My favorite quote by Carolyn Miss is true sight starts when we close our eyes. Our eyes are programmed to only take in the reality that they see and we can rise above that. Close your eyes, let it stream in, dream bigger, 
Turn on your senses, listen, watch the children, watch how their contract of being here as our kids is pushing us to be more, to do more, to heal more, to find a way to shift into this new world and take them with us and live, live in, in, in this glory moment or live through my glory moment where I've realized I'm doing it. I'm doing it. He's showing me I'm doing it. And it's beautiful. So stay committed to you and you alone. Question if you feel called. Are you operating looking for security? Or are you operating as your own sovereign ruler? And as a sovereign ruler, that means you make choices, decisions. You access information to care for your kingdom. And your kingdom can be your children too. It can be your community. It can be your parents. It can be your animals. But you turn up from a place of internal ruling, not from exterior false control of systems that are never secure and never were secure and are all a part of the illusion and the lie that has been holding you stuck from the very beginning. This little extra piece that channeled through me has me really lit up for the day and I'm going to go sit and bask in it now too. And so once again, I hope one little piece inspired you to think about something or shift in some way or ask bigger questions or to dream bigger. Whatever you do, stay curious. Thank you for listening to the Naturally Curious podcast with Tawny Stowe. Be sure to tune in again to be inspired and nurture your curiosity. You can follow Tawny in her online yoga and meditation membership and on social media at Tawny Stowe Healing From Within.